We hope you're enjoying the Mutual Audio Network. Stick around, there's much more to come. The following audio drama is rated PG for parental guidance recommended. It is the year 2015, and life has lost all meaning. What once was up is down. What once was right is wrong. And those who dare to make a podcast which subversively reanimates the dead art of radio theater are considered dangerous criminal outcasts. Driven into exile, four pungent brigands risk their lives to broadcast from a South Seas barge crudely fashioned from the disintegrating corpse of an ancient titan and several thousand yards of cooking twine to bring you the triumph, the majesty, the sublimity of rude alchemy. Greetings, dear listeners. I cannot say I know for sure if apologies are warranted, but I shall offer them all the same. You see, I I am suffering from a mild case of amnesia, and all evidence seems to suggest it has something to do with the dime-sized hole in my cranium. Nevertheless, I assure you all that you can anticipate the same level of narrative excellence you have come to expect from yours truly. I am more relaxed and at peace than I have been in some time. I am recovering from my mysterious malady at the idyllic country farmhouse of my granduncle Neville. Fresh air, hearty food, and hard work have got me feeling stronger than Uncle Neville's cedar bark moonshine. Hmm? Uh, what's that? No, 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 Uncle Neville, not not right now. Maybe, maybe a bit later. Sorry, folks. Uncle Neville wanted to know if I'd like to challenge him at a game of goose feather checkers played over an upside-down barrel whilst resting in a pair of shaker rocking chairs, gently swaying on the porch in the sweet fading dusk of this Indian summer, while the sound of the neighbor children being called into bed by Mrs. Bradley is heard wafting on the freshly chilly air like a song you barely remember and mixes with the mellow hooting of a lone owl and the clinking of dishes being happily washed in the brightening kitchen window by Aunt Sarah, as Neville contentedly packs his pipe and the red and orange embers in the smoky sweet tobacco illuminate his hardened face and kind, playful eyes, which wink as if the process was a secret joke between the oldest of friends. Ha! I told the old geezer to screw off! It's time, baby! It's time for rude alchemy! So grab your tricorner hat and lube up your ears to get pounded by Jabez Flintwick Salem, patriot! Was that too much? Sorry. <laughs> I just have a lot of energy right now. But seriously... Get your ear canals ready to get absolutely filled with the sweet juice Jabez is going to pump into a Better? Yeah. Yeah, I thought that was better too. Yeah. Let's go. Woo. Yeah, let's do it. Woo. Oh, sorry, Aunt Sarah. Jabez Flintwick Salem Patriot is brought to you by enormous glasses of red wine. Hey. Are you a female aged 21 to 35? Pose yourself with an enormous glass of red wine because your addiction is quirky and unique and needs to be shared with the world.
revolution and war. High ideals, eloquently spoken, incense the leaders of that great movement to shatter the bonds of history and open a window to a new way. Freedom, liberty, independence. These words were starting to flow with such frequency and fervor that it was clear they soon would give way to bullets. A faraway political debate was now starting to hit closer to home for the farmer, the smith, and the minister. Would the simple colonists well outside Philadelphia and Boston pledge away their lives, their fortunes, and their sacred honor as boldly as those titans of rhetoric? History hinged on the answer, and it was up to the recruiters to push the issue locally with as much passion and word smithery as they could muster. Unfortunately for Captain Jabez Flintwick of the Continental Army, his deep, lifelong stutter stunted the effectiveness of his ardent patriot heart. Would you like to join the cause? See what I mean? Oh, it's going to be a long-ass season. I need all the good men I can find. Sounds like you need a good drink. Good one. Would you like to... Would you like Okay, uh, I can see I'm going to have my work cut out for me here. And we're sure we want this guy to be the titular character for the season? And I'm correct that he's traveling alone? No sidekick or anything? So let, 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 let me just clarify. We chose a character with a deep, severely crippling stutter to be the main driver of the dialogue in our audio story. Great. No, no. No, that's great. I mean, we've got the narrator to pick up the slack, huh? He won't mind the extra work. Rude alchemy is really all he has in his life, and he'll certainly be willing to put in the extra hours. <sighs> Whatever. Really? Really? How about a sidekick at least, you know? You know, like Disney does, like a little talking squirrel or crab or something that can jump in to add some comedy and pop culture references while playfully admonishing Jabez and simultaneously advancing the story. You know, like... Hey, come on, Jabez. Quit your chirping. We gotta shake a tail feather if we're gonna make it to Salem before nightfall. Oh no, a witch! I'm molting! I'm molting! In my head, the sidekick is a bird. His name is Finch. Sorry. Anyway, Salem. Yes, nightfall was fast approaching, and Jabez had one more stop on his heretofore unsuccessful recruitment tour. General Artemis Ward had tasked Jabez with the work of finding Minutemen from the smaller towns and villages of Massachusetts. Jabez had been at it for weeks without a single recruit. He hoped Salem, the birthplace of his grandfather, would prove to be a lucky change. Hey, uh, how do, soldier? 
Care for a drink? Wait a minute. Are they in a tavern? Wasn't Salem full of Puritans who would never touch alcohol? Eh, yeah. a drink of water while you peruse my general store. Oh, nice save, you old New Englandy proprietor. Thank you, sir. Are you a friend of liberty? Depends on who's asking. I'm a friend of my own neck, above all. How do you like that saddle over there? I'll cut your soldier's discount. Wait, wait. What's that? And Sarah? Oh, really? Huh. Guess what, everyone? Turns out the Puritans weren't dry, and that colonial Salem actually did have taverns. Thanks, Aunt Sarah. She's been listening through the radiator. How do you like that ale? Boom! And right back to the booze. This crusty old small town Massachusetts proprietor is really on the ball. For fine. I, I, I sh- 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 should like to make an uh, address to your p- p- patrons. Go ahead, son. Just keep in mind we close in two hours. Ha! Take that, you stuttering freak! Oh, sorry. I, I, I'll get over it. I'll get over it. Attention! Attention! When in the the course of human oh my god here we go events you're not gonna do the whole thing are you hey pointy hat why don't you peddle your trees in someplace else huh we got enough to worry about don't you care for your rights can my rights put bread on my table? Can they make my cow give milk? Can they clothe my children? Can they make lovemaking with my wife not feel like tobogganing down a silo full of sandpaper and dusty corn husks? Huh? No, no. Then why should I sign that piece of paper? I've got a life to live, crops to sow, children to raise, and a lumpy bird-shit-stained wife to painfully enter each and every night. How can you expect me to risk that for your so-called ideals? All right, Jedediah, all right. No, no, it's not all right. You stinking patriots come waltzing in here. Yeah. Defying the crown. Yeah. Upsetting the peace. Yeah. And trying to take us away from our homes and our insect-ridden, straw-stuffed wives with corncob pipes and runny, rotten gourd breasts. I, 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 I don't mean to pry, but... Um... Is your wife a scarecrow? Shelley's a saint! A saint! (laughs) All right, all right, let's go, Jedediah. You just walk on home now. Saint, you hear me? A musty, twine-bound saint! (laughs) Poor Jedediah. Shelley hasn't been well lately. What with the corns on her feet? And just like that, it's gone. Gone! All respect I had for you, sentimentally affected New England proprietor, gone. You had built up quite a Jenga tower of goodwill with me that you just scattered all over the living room carpet the moment you gave breath to that hideous pun. 
will n- n- no one s- sign on to the c- c- cause of liberty? <clears throat> Very well. Jabez turned to exit when a chair in the back of the tavern was suddenly pushed back and bold, albeit light footsteps proudly strode to Jabez's side. He looked up to see the face of a wild, beautiful girl with untamed hair and a deerskin coat. She was holding a small corked jug of ale. She thrust it into Jabez's hands. Then she motioned for a pen, and Jabez, too stunned to refuse, held it out to her. She signed the first space on the list with her name, Elise Bonham. She handed the pen back to Jabez, turned to face the tavern, and beamed from ear to ear. <laughs> A woman. <laughs> the one that's touched in the head. Perfect pair with this scuttering guilt. <laughs> Elise's lovely, innocent face reddened, and she turned and stormed out of the tavern. Jabez followed out the door without thinking. Miss, your ale. She's gone, my lad. A shaking, rag-covered old man emerged from the alley next to the tavern. His unhealthy, colorless hair formed a large, matted, clumpy mane that encircled his face from scalp to beard. The scant inches of flesh left exposed in the center of his face were also utterly white and sickly. Even his eyes were clouded with a thick, milky-white film. She went up home to Salem Wood. The ale would have been for her father. Now she's forgotten it, don't suppose you'd share it with me? Very well, but tell me what you know of her. Well, now, I can't be sure, as I'm as near to blind as I can be in my old age, but from the ruckus she caused, I'd reckon it was the Bonhomme girl. Touched in the head, they say. I say she's just a plain old mute. Hasn't spoken a word to a soul her whole life, as far as any of us know. Might be she talks to her backwoodsman of a father... The great French brute, but I, I wouldn't know anything about it. Uh, uh, oh, oh, well, I s- suppose she wouldn't do as a s- soldier anyway. <laughs> no, she certainly wouldn't. <laughs> my, my, but your voice is awfully familiar. Might I touch your face? I would really rather you... Too late, Mushmouth. Oh, ha! Well, I knew it. You must be a Flintwick. How? I knew your grandfather. I knew him very well. I'd recognize that proud chin and that regal, hawkish nose anywhere. Regal? Hawkish? Oh, damn it, I never described Jabez. Hey, nice save, old blind vagrant. Mm-hmm. What? No, it's it's fine. Oh, you're sure? I mean, you know, whatever, narrator, it's, it's fine. We're all professionals here. 
I guess. Ho, <laughs> ho. In case you're wondering, folks, I'm sitting here with my mouth agape in incredulous anger at the stones on this old bastard. See, I just narrated myself. You only learn that kind of thing at narration conservatories like the one I attended in Milan. I don't know if they have old, blind, smelly, vagrant conservatories. Oh, wait, they do. It's called the shared dumpster behind both the bus stop and the Hardys. Sorry. Sorry. Just, 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 just keep going. Billy. I, I n- never m- met my c- c- grandfather. Oh, I- I'm sure he was dead before you came around. <laughs> Old Judge Flintwick. Haven't thought about him in years. You know, his gravesite is just up the way through Salem Wood. Oh, would you like to see it? Well, it, it, it is getting a b- b- bit d- d- dark. Nonsense. How often do you get a chance to explore your own past? Learn about your ancestors. And with a guide who actually knew the man, I won't hear of you walking away. Come with me. It's only a short trek through Salem Wood. I could show you the town on the way. Well, I suppose I do need to find the way to the inn. That's the spirit. Come this way. Oh, oh, wait. <laughs> this, uh, this is embarrassing. What? Uh, this ale is lovely. But with an empty belly, it's causing me to feel a bit woozy. C- could I trouble you for a bite of something? Um, I, I have some, some, some hardtack. That's the Civil War. Some day-old biscuits. Ooh, that's mighty fine, lad. Mighty fine. What? Okay, 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 Aunt Sarah. (sighs) Aunt Sarah says hardtack dates back to Roman times and would not have been out of place in a continental soldier's travel purse. Great. Thanks, Aunt Sarah. God, what is she just sitting down there on Wikipedia typing in every word I say? I never should have helped her set up her web TV subscription. <sighs> so, are we going with hard tack or biscuits? I don't know. You're the professional. Why don't you make the call? Actually, yes, I am a professional. And being a professional voice, I know from years of experience that the narrator is the one who traditionally provides scenery and physical objects for the story because it is his job to be well-prepared and historically accurate. So, as a professional, I wouldn't dream of doing your job for you. That would be really unprofessional, really lazy, stupid, sickle-footedly unprofessional. Hardtack. Thank you. Mmm, these biscuits are delicious. You motherfucker! Now, you probably know something of Salem's history. A bit. Uh, Witches, trials, hangings, burnings, that sort of thing. Well, that was a chapter. And one we never got over. 
doings like that leave their mark, and they never really go away. Well, look there. That's the meeting house. Served as courthouse for the trials. You'd never know it to look at it, but that humble building heard the death sentences of dozens of innocent folks. Innocent? Of course. You don't believe in witches, do you, son? I'd always heard my father call it justice. (coughs) Justice! (laughs) Justice! (laughs) Forgive me, forgive me. There are varied opinions on the events, I think it's safe to say. Too bad there aren't many descendants of those involved around much anymore. The accused were killed or moved away, and the accusers, well, time hasn't been kind to those folks. Why, just over there, I... uh, So sorry, could I borrow your hat? What? For my head, it's so cold. Well, I, I w- would really please, rather... please, 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 please. Can I, I have your hat, I, please? Can I have your hat? I, um, please. Can I have your hat, please? Please, please, please. Can I have? Can I have your hat, please? All right. Ah, ooh, that feels nice. Oh, yes, fits real good too. <laughs> all right, thank you. Now, as I was saying, you hear tell of Reverend Samuel Paris, big accuser of witches, where he took ill after the proceedings and didn't last long. And just over there, behind the meeting house, we see that flagpole about five years ago. That's where the grandson of Reverend Samuel Paris was found, hanging so high and so hard that when they shook the pole to bring him down, his body popped off and left his head at the top. No one wanted to climb up, so it stayed there for months, till some crow knocked it loose, trying to get at the last bits of brain. If I'm not mistaken, he was the last of the accuser's family members to live in Salem. Like I said, there's not many left that are connected to those times. Who hanged the, the, the lad? Oh, he had many enemies. He was as rotten and stuck up as his grandpa. Could have been anyone, really. Now, if you'll follow me this way, I'll show you to your grandfather. Well, if it's all the same... It's getting a bit dark, and uh, you don't want to go with me. No, it's not that. I, I, I... Please, please let me show you the gravesite. Please. Um. Uh... Oh. All please, right. yay! Okay, now the path starts over here, and uh, ah, ow! What's ooh, wrong? Ooh, I have a charity horse. Oh, ooh, oh okay. Oh, 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 can I ride on your back? N- no, what, what is this? I, you don't like me? No, I, I like you fine. It's j- 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 Then j- please, 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 
Please let me ride on your back, please. 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 Please let me ride on your back. Please. All right. Hooray! Now right this way. Night had since fully swallowed the last bit of light from the sky. A thick blanket of clouds hung darkly in front of the moon. Jabez noticed that the tavern was now empty, unlit, and shut it tight. The same was true of all the town's other establishments. They close up quick around here. Uh, No quicker than any other town. All anxious to be home, I expect. Come this way. Jabez followed. Something was bothering him. He couldn't place it. It wasn't the old man clinging clamorly to his back, although Jabez was a bit suspicious of him. No, there was an emptiness in the air somehow that he couldn't describe. There hasn't been a Flintwick in Salem in some time. Where do you hail from? My my father and I moved to Virginia when I was still a boy. I don't remember Salem. Ah, yes. Your father, Jessup Flintwick, a lawyer of memory serves. Exactly. I'm sorry. How do you know so much, Mr... Oh, what slovenly manners I have. My name is Thorndike Proctor. I suppose you could say I just have one of those memories. Now, there are many stories of this part of the wood. There... Oh, Jabez stopped short, suddenly realizing what had been bothering him. There's no... no, 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 no sounds. He was right. No crickets, no owls, no frogs, none of the various nighttime animals Jabez was accustomed to hear providing an evening serenade. Even the wind seemed loath to rustle the trees. Uh, are there no animals? Oh, <laughs> there, there, my lad, there, there. They're all just being respectful tonight, I suppose. Now, up this way. Strange. Yes, well, as I say, this part of the wood... Really? N- n- not a sound? Yeah. Oh. Ow! Ow! What? N- nothing, nothing. No, what? What? Well, my neck hurts. I, I have to hold it at this weird angle because I'm on your back. Can I rest my cheek on your hair? Ugh. <sighs> Can can you at least p- put my hat back on my head first? No, I don't want to get chilly. Fine. <sighs> oh, that's better. <sighs> can you go any faster? Oh, for heaven's sake. Is that better? Oh, much, much better, yes. <sighs> Hey! Hey! Wake up! Hey! 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 You woke me up! I know! Well, that was a little rude. Aren't you supposed to be telling me a story? Oh, Jesus, you're needy. You want me to tuck you in, too? Oh, hold on, hold on! Stop here! This is it! We made it. Jabez, old fart and toe, came to a stop in a brushy clearing. 
An enormous ancient oak tree dominated the scene, and a few dozen scattered gravestones jutted out from around the roots. Thorndyke Proctor scurried down off of Jabez's back and immediately began hopping among the gravestones, crouching and jumping, looking from one to the other with a gleeful searching gaze. You seem refreshed. It must be here somewhere. Just the other day, I swear, I... Aha! Right here. The Honorable Jessup Flintwick Sr., your granddaddy. <laughs> there he is. Just think, right here under the earth is whatever remains of the penis that made the penis that made you. <laughs> really makes you think, huh? What? Sorry, okay, okay, sorry, Aunt Sarah. Hey, uh, guys? Guys, hey. Uh, what? Uh, y- yes? What? Uh, Aunt Sarah didn't like that. I, I kind of promised her this season wouldn't be as, um, penisy as prior seasons. Seriously? Uh, for, for, for heaven's sake. Are you serious I, right now, really? trying to Did you really just say that? Our jobs here. Really? Honestly? Hey, huh? I've been keeping it squeaky clean, narrator. Yeah, nice try, archetypal New England shopkeep. You won't get back into my good graces that easily. Now get out of here. You're not even in this scene. Oh, wait. Wait. Huh? No, no, I'm not... I'm not going to tell him. (sighs) Fine. Aunt Sarah says you're doing a great job. Well, kindly tell her thank you, and she's welcome to stop by for an ice cream soda anytime. On the house. All right, seriously, get the fuck out. God. Sorry, Aunt Sarah. What a strange place for a a cemetery. Well, it's much prettier in the daytime. So hard to read the stones. Must be old. What's that one there? Proctor. Isn't that your surname? Any relation? Yes, John Proctor, my father. Just think, under there is what remains of the penis that made me. And my penis is right here. Still here tonight, mere inches from the penis that thrust me into this world, though it's gone from the world itself. Almost poetic. Hey! Thorndyke, what the hell are you doing? Oh, I'm sorry. Do I work for Aunt Sarah now? Is Aunt Sarah the producer now? I mean, because I just didn't get that particular inner office memo, I suppose. The one that announced that all creative control for the entire season would be explicitly granted to the narrator's Aunt Sarah. Missed that, I guess. I don't like you. Your father, John Proctor, wasn't he... Accused? Yes, yes he was. Oh, dear, was he... I'm sorry. Ask it. No, I... Ask it. Guilty? Ha! Oh, they called him guilty. That's all they needed. The testimony of Reverend Paris and his whore of a niece, Abigail Williams. They called him a wizard, said he consorted with the devil, signed the devil's book. (laughs) Not even proper witchery. Where's the magic? Where's the, the power? But it was enough for the likes of Judge Hawthorne, Judge Danforth, and Judge... Flintwick. 
What? You see, young Jabez, there's a reason there's no descendants of accusers left living in Salem. My father may not have been able to overcome those pious murders while he lived, but we, yes we, the descendants of the accused, have been very busy this past eighty years. Jabez stared into the old man's eyes and saw that they were no longer clouded in white. Instead, they burned like a black fire, dancing and sharp and piercing. All at once, the night sounds returned, louder than ever. Crickets, bats, beetles, rodents, all that slithers or hops through the night, joined in a hellish chorus that buzzed through the air. The wind picked up with stunning rapidity and blew the clouds away from the moon, which shone near as bright as the sun. Jabez shivered and looked up at the oak tree, which was now silhouetted against the moon in sharp contrast. On its branches, side by side, and silent as death, stood a hundred black-cloaked figures. They turned to face Jabez and began to shout all at once. At first, Jabez thought they were screaming gibberish, but soon the words came clear, and he realized each acolyte was shouting a name with all the intensity of a deadly curse. Would you like to know the most common misconception about the trials? That the witches were burned. No, our like has been burned in the past by other pious murderers, but not here. Not in Salem. In Salem, we were hanged. My father hanged, hanged for an accusation, hanged for a lie, a lie or cowardly dolt of a grandfather validated with a death warrant. Well, we have no need of warrants here, do we, my friends? Bring out the rope! No, I don't understand. Hang him, my friend. Hang him, high. Will Jabez squirm free of the bloodthirsty occultist? How will Salem's dark history play a role in the coming revolution? Will the cliched northeastern shopkeeper redeem himself in my eyes? Find out next time on Jabez Flintwick, Salem Patriot. Jabez Flintwick Salem Patriot is brought to you by pain. Tired of burning your hand on the stove with nothing to alert you to the damage you're causing your body? Tired of bleeding for hours from a foot laceration before you notice your socks are ruined? Tired of spending entire days blissfully enjoying the present moment instead of dwelling endlessly on the terrible mistakes of the past? Try pain! Well, dear listeners... I hope you enjoyed tonight's episode of Jabez Flintwick, Salem Patriot. I guess I I kind of got used to the stuttering. I mean, hey, we've all got our own limitations. Me with my sickled left foot, Aunt Sarah with her rheumatoid arthritis, and Uncle Neville with his knife sleepwalking. What's knife sleepwalking, you ask? It's exactly what it sounds like. I mean, exactly. 
Needless to say, you don't wake poor old Uncle Nev when you open your eyes to find him hovering a cobbler's knife over your face while he whistle snores. You just wait it out. Don't move a muscle. Eventually, he air-stabs his way back to the bedroom and all is well. Oh, I almost forgot. Since I'm on retreat here at the farm, I'm really missing all of the regular contact I usually enjoy with the fans. So I thought we could maybe set up a some special social media hashtags and whatnot so you all could weigh in on the new season. Ask me how I'm doing, make suggestions, etc., etc. Uh, oh, uh, oh, wait. I forgot. I, I, I have very limited access to technology here. I, uh, I guess we'll have to do it the old-fashioned way. If you want to get in touch with me, just email Aunt Sarah, and she'll tell me what you said. Her email is, uh, Fam at aol.com. Be forewarned, if you email her, you will get thousands of forwarded email chains back. Thousands. And you have to re-forward them yourself, or none of them come true. Okay, that's it for me. I have to help Aunt Sarah strap Uncle Neville into his sleep box. How he wriggles out of that thing every night is a mystery to all of us. And don't even get me started on how does he sleep lockpick the knife drawer. (laughs) Good night. Alchemy is Mr. Thomas Hodgkin, Mr. Andrew Kane, Mr. Andy Werner, and Mr. Ryan Whelan. Jabez Flitwick's Sale and Patriot Story by Rude Alchemy with Mr. Werner as lead story editor. This episode written and edited by Mr. Werner, featuring the voices of Rude Alchemy. Music composed by Mr. Benjamin J. Robb. For a listing of Creative Commons sound effects attributions, visit rudealchemy.com slash attributions. Be sure to like and follow us on Facebook and Twitter, and please rate, review, and subscribe on iTunes. To support Rude Alchemy and gain access to exclusive bonus content, including blooper reels from every season, visit rudealchemy.com slash support. And finally, no bread. You cannot bring that animal into my home! It was living in the dumpster, for God's sake! Well, at least cut the poop out of its fur! Thank you for listening to Friday Follies right here on the Mutual Audio Network. Please consider subscribing to other days of the Mutual Feeds, including Monday Matinee for classic, live, and theatrical audio plays. Tuesday Terrors for horror audio drama. Wednesday Wonders, our science fiction and fantasy magazine. Thursday Thrillers for action, adventure, mystery, and crime drama. Saturday Story Circle for kids and families alike. And Sunday Showcase, bringing you the very newest in audio releases for the week from our United Artists of Audio, right here on the Mutual Audio Network.